Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. All right, my talkers, it is Tuesday. We've got Lori and Julia in studio today, and boy, we are full of a lot of fun. So sit back and enjoy the ride with the one, the only, the duo, Lori and Julia. Finishing up the trademark application for Snoop Dogg Lotion <laughs> Hot Pockets, Hot pockets. <laughs> as well as some kicks. <laughs> kicks, Snoop mm-hmm. Dogg kicks. Yeah. You can go shoes or cereal. Pick yeah. Your, take your pick. I feel like Snoop Dogg has had to sue a lot of people who've tried to do the Snoop, Snoop. Doggery well, with him because it's, he's got a very. His pot strain. Yeah. Um, I, I know that people. I love to... that you call it a strain. Well, <laughs> it is a strain is. of weed. Yeah, I know. It You're is. Right. Yeah, they it used is. his name to brand a strain of weed without asking him. And then what was the other one? Like Snoop on a, Snoop Snoop on a shelf or right? something that recently yeah, some guys Snoop, were selling yes. the, like the elf on a shelf, but it was Snoop on a, and I can't remember. Right, right. He, he had to slap that <laughs> down, but Snoop. I'm, I'm surprised Snoop hasn't done more of this. Yeah. But no. anyway, we digress right away at the beginning of the show. It's going to be a productive Day it is. I, I yeah, Tuesday, I, January eleventh, and you had the most amazing sunrise. You can't see the sunrise from your house. Can yeah, you? I can see it. It was ribbon. It was like candy ribbons of red. It's rising. It, yes. it's so beautiful. Maybe because it's so For, cold. Well, sunset yesterday was so beautiful too. No, we. It's, it's a redeeming part of winter. It's a little. It, it's a little win. It's a little win. Okay, it's a win. We have a win, you guys, because um. You know, we've all been racing around trying to figure out how to test for COVID. And we've gone to all the different drug stores and everything. People been out and blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And the tests are kind of expensive. Yes. The ones that you buy. Yeah. 28 bucks for two. So right. starting this Saturday, your private health insurance um, will be required to cover up to eight home COVID tests Boy, per month. Boy, they got that put through right yes. away. And nice. if it's your family do. of four, it's 32. Yeah, good. And then you have good. no limits on how many times you want to get the PCR test. Just don't go to the hospital to try and get a COVID no, test. No, but people are, you know, I've gone to a place that I never really got my results back, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to say it on the air. Yeah. And I've gone That's to, not good. No, I know. And I noticed at the airport when I just, because we parked there um, over the weekend, and when I pulled out yesterday... They had so many different lanes for COVID testing. So yeah, I know. you just need to make appointments, people, if that's what's going yeah. on in your life. Yeah. So, but that's kind of nice. So save your receipts or find out more about it since cover the Star Tribune right now. All right. Because, you know, you, yeah. you, those can add up. No, I know. I, I want to. For some reason, Julia, I, you know what really works with me at Walgreens is when you spend enough and then they give you something to spend, get $10 or oh. $8 off, but oh. you got to come in the next four days. I know. Does <laughs> okay. that work for you? Because oh. I have so many of those sitting in my glove compartment. Julia, it works so well for me that I can tell you that the Walgreens 
on Ford Parkway. <laughs> delivery day is Tuesday. And on the one on Snelling and Randolph, delivery day is Wednesday. Oh, she knows when the supplies okay, are getting. Those are the mo- that is when you want to be there for right. anything that you are missing. Someone said they followed a, a de- they saw a delivery truck <laughs> and they saw them undoing the at home test, you know, mm-hmm. and they just waited for them to yeah. unload and went in. No, no, I'm friends with uh, the yes, people at these places, you know, Bonnie and Cosmetics, but <laughs> I mean, I got the four one one on everything. And I used that- to know that about home goods or, oh, or furniture stores. Oh, Max has used to be Tuesday Tuesdays, and Wednesday, but I feel like it's every day now or something yeah who knows? who knows i mean the one thing you know that does keep people awake at night is the supply chain uh woes and i refuse to follow no but a lot of people are doing there's a new study that like it seriously like 35 percent of people have who knows what it could be there's could this be, whole new level of anxiety for things we never had to think about before that's right mm-hmm. and i read the story that explained it all in vanity fair the december issue right. which i'm telling you that magazine is has good stories but boy there's not very many of them anymore i know i suppose it's the ads well you know oh, yeah. but it was good reporting i mean right. good story but about how that suez canal michigas just it had such a worldwide right. domino effect oh. on everything. Created right. chaos. And like some of the places have, you know, some. it's amazing what they haul on ships. I don't think the world realizes. Um, what's in a container. What's in these shipping <laughs> containers and tankers. I watched a great Italian show with Casey about how drugs move around the world in shipping containers. Oh. And it was between Gibraltar and a port in Italy. It was really... Oh, you that know, might be interesting. But the, I can't remember the name of it. But anyway, reading this Vanity Fair, they ship everything. Right. In these tankers, mm-hmm. literally all around the world. And everybody wants to go through the Suez Canal because it it's cuts off... It's a shortcut. Off, it and cuts it takes off, you out of the, the piratey area. Pirate and also, I think, like... Bad, uh, bad weather around the right. the horn. Yeah, the horn. The horn. You know where it is. The horn of Africa. <laughs> the horn of Africa. Okay. I don't know if it's the horn or the Cape. Cape. I don't know what it is, but I've I've read about it and I know about it. And more from not just from the this Vanity Fair, but there was a really good epic. Um, and I don't know if it was a book that we had on our show, but it would remember the the story about the woman. She and her husband went and lived on a sailboat. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. Sailed. yeah, 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 yeah. It was like two, it was called The Waters or something. Something, it's, and you and I both, again, it reconfirmed yes. that we never want to live on a sailboat, yes. nor do we want to sail around the world or anywhere in these treacherous waters that no, are all over. Never, 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 never. never but never. we learned in a lake with leeches. It was great. <laughs> it was great traveling with that book. Oh, yeah, that was a good book. That was a pandemic book. It was. Yeah, it was a pandemic Can't book. Can't remember yeah, what it was about. The lady cover. lived in Michigan yeah. and... They kind of broke up their marriage on the boat, if you remember. It was a good, depressing Be hard adventure to live in book. The small space of you not having a good marriage is, was the moral of that story. Okay, so we, Laurie, I know you didn't watch it, but I know Grant and I and a lot of other people. That football game last night was so good, Grant. Yeah, it was really nice to see the team that always wins actually lose for once. First time in how many years? Yeah. Oh God, I would say they've what at least last three years they've won it, but they've become the powerhouse Ooh, of college football. Uh, the Georgia. Georgia Bulldogs beat the uh, Alabama Crimson Tide, but like I said yesterday not even three they four always when even i know the crimson tide always wins the big college but they football. lost they lost this one and the cool oh. thing was was three weeks maybe four weeks ago in the sec championship which is their conference championship 
Alabama beat Georgia. Yes, big time. Oh. Big time. They destroyed okay. them. So, so Georgia no came. And it was, but it was such a good football game because you've never seen, like, Ari Grant. So watching it, I usually just watch, you know, with one eye, the Vikings. Mm-hmm. But you never see, like, the coverage of the um, safeties or you never see, like, the... T- I mean... Everybody's great. Yeah. It was it was everyone was great at their position. Oh, cool. And it was a tight game all the way, and Georgia scored a touchdown at the end to solidify uh, it. And then right at the end, they got a pick six to even I mean, if you were a Georgia Bulldog fan, the excitement because those guys are just Amy, as crazy as Amy Robach. Amy Robach was GMA, there with, yeah. you know, her husband. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, Casey at like um It was good. Yep. I'm gonna tell you about this show that we just became obsessed with a few days ago. Ooh. But we watched the night and final episode and the, the final final episode is drops on Thursday night and he goes I'm going to watch this football game and if it's a wipeout I'll be right up it might be a wipeout and I said I'm going to go up and watch The Bachelor and he didn't he stayed down there till the very so end and I, he said it was such a great game he said it's the most fun I've had watching football because all everyone season. was good at their yeah. position yeah, yeah. that and was he, the thing yeah 15, and he, 15 or, or 15 first 15 points were all field goals so it was yeah. Good offense followed by good, good defense. defense. Yeah. So, and, and I got to watch all the badgers. So I was happy and he was happy. and That's a good one. And Grant. And then, you know. You were happy. Did you make Lily watch this with you? No, she had, she was work. She has her little iPad going and she's watching you. So oh, we'll still so sit together. Yeah. She'll get the uh, the headphones on, watch you, and let yeah. me watch the game. The modern night. way to watch TV. <laughs> yeah. All right, listen, we come back. I am going to tell you about this really amazing show. 2021 dropped one of the best for last. Okay. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Well, this is already a productive Tuesday. The Academy, uh, the uh, you know, the Academy, the Oscars announced that their show would go on March 27th. There will be a host. And now their Hollywood reporters reporting they've reached out to none other than Tom Holland to host. That would be lovely. Tom, no, no. Tom, Tom Holland, Holland can do a dance or he can do some kind of a thing, but he can't host it. Get Kimmel, get Chris Tom Rock. Holland? Tom Holland? Yeah, Tom Holland. No, we do a super... They got to do a tribute to Spider-Man. You're right, you're right. He would be a little much for the entire show, but I feel like he could bring a fun, youthful element to it. And maybe that... Okay, so think of them. Okay, you've got this movie that's made over the a billion dollars. The only movie that's done the anything. Only movie. It's kind of fitting. Yeah, but I just if I I feel like it's got disaster written oh, all over it because be. no, the only reason is Julia. The only reason is hosting. You know better. Hosting is live. You have to react. We had Anne Hathaway and James Franco very scripted. We had Rob Lowe very scripted with. No, you definitely don't do this. Have him be involved have spider-man have some kind of a dance off get all of them there that would be fun get all you know three get of them. andrew get, go crazy in production mm-hmm. tape it ahead of time but don't make tom holland run around and act like he can be an mc at age 25 to everybody's all the famous people in the world staring up at you it's too much it's a shock. It's kind of an it's, interesting it, yeah. choice. I'm, I'm Let's quoting just my right friend, there. Mr. Tom. I'm sorry, what? It's a report, yeah. right? It's not like it's, or they have the reached. The Academy has reached out wow. to him. Wow, so it's not just a report. So, no, so, reach woo. out to Chris. We need a comedian. Yeah. Okay? We've gone through hell. We need a comedian. Yeah. Okay? Good point. Good point. They, you know, anyway. All right, so what is the show, the show. that you have, you've gobbled up in a week? Oh, I hope no, it isn't. since Sunday. Started watching okay. it Sunday. Okay. It dropped on HBO Max like December 10th, 2021. Is it the garden one? Station 
11. Oh, oh. What is that? Okay, Station 11, and the finale is Thursday night. And it is, it is, uh, it is a sci fi miniseries based on Emily St. John Mandel's Hugo award winning book by the same name. Mackenzie Davis from Ketchin hmm. Hill is in it also. I mean, there's so many good. People that we don't know, but it's basically, it's an apocalyptic, there's, and this book was written in 2014, okay? And it's about this flu that, like, takes out, um... Attempts, all right. Survivors of a devastating flu attempt to rebuild and reimagine the world anew while holding on to the best of what's been lost. And there's this graphic novel that kind of ties the whole story together, and it's... It, it, the first you got to get through like the first episode. It seems right. very confusing, but there is, it's the acting in it is is incredible. Our gal from Masters of Sex, the beautiful blonde lady, yes, she's, she's in, in it. It, it, it I Mackenzie will. Mackenzie Davis, Laura Petty is in it. Laura Petty, Lori Petty is Laurie, in it. Yes, but it's this uniquely optimistic end of the world story that is tugging at your uh, heartstrings and. Um, yeah, apparently uh, this this people are gobbling it up. I didn't really know about it because Casey and I ended up watching The Mandalorian. We were so sad you that Lost in the- Space was okay, over. I can't believe you watched The Mandalorian. Oh, I, I love a sci-fi and if like you- a half hour little, uh, I like these little bites of stories. You will like The Book of Boba Fett. We already watched one of them, but I told Casey, no, I just said I need... Something else. I've had What's too much outer space. Bubba Fett. It's very similar to Mandalorian. It's, yeah, it's a, I just a need a little break. Vigilante in in Star in Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's good, but it's, it's probably great. not Mandalorian esque. I can see that. Yeah, well, I just needed you know. You, you really, need a break from. You it. really I like the Mandalorian. Oh yeah. Yeah, All it's right, good. A lot of that. people but like Station that. Station Eleven is a show to binge. Okay. And the last episode drops on HBO Max. I'm in. That sounds on, really good. On Thursday night. It's a sci-fi miniseries. And, and I love that post-apocalyptic type. Same. To see how people react and how they would build and how we would and I, come together. That is one yes. of the most intriguing things and to I me. And I also like to see something that's ten times worse what's going on in the world. Exactly. So, like, whether it be zombies or some other kind of a thing. I thought, okay, well, this is not a flu that is killing you know, like this decimates like uh, 90% of the planet right. in this story. So right. it's way, you know, out there. So I don't have any problem going on that ride, you know. All right. Because I sure as heck All don't right. want to be here in, you know, that. I'm not I'm not strong enough, Julia. No, I know. Is what I always think when I watch the show. But it is beautifully done. And there's an amazing classical music soundtrack that hey it's mike and i'm so excited to tell you about factors delicious ready to eat meals we're all busy and with factor eating fresh never frozen chef crafted meals has never been simpler two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are you'll have over 35 different options to choose from including calorie smart Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. 
Head to Factormeals.com slash LJPod50 and use code LJPod50 to get 50% off. That's code LJPod50 at Factormeals.com slash LJPod50 to get 50% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline is... I would say like kind of rivals like what they're doing, what they did with Bridgerton with the strings and the modern music. Right. Like, I don't know. It's just really good. It's All really right. good. Yeah. Really good. And there's this guy, I had to look up his name, Himish Patel. He plays this guy named Javine and he's Isn't incredible. Isn't Dev Patel's brother? Is it? Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm he's, almost pros- positive because I saw his name. He's incredible. He I'm and the little girl tie the whole story together. And I did, right. I will I will give a warning, episode nine, we get a glimpse of a live birth. And I, it oh. is shocking. <laughs> it is shocking. It scared me all over again. I uh. I had blocked that memory because I was with my sister when she, she delivered. She was like 12. It is so terrifying to see a baby's head crowning. Oh, I, they forced me to do it in middle or junior high. I went oh, to a Catholic school. I don't know oh. why they do that. It was terrible. We had to watch it in junior I, high religion class. Yeah, they're awful. trying to stare, keep you away from going down there. That's mm-hmm. what that That's was all what about. It was awful. That's what that was all about. They try and put that Scare in your, me straight. And then sooner or later, your horniness overlooks yeah, that. Oh, we okay, overlooked that within an hour. Now, for the only one in this <laughs> yeah. group that's actually had a child, oh, yeah, I know, I know. It's a, it's a bloody miracle. No, it I'm, is oh, the yeah. coolest thing in the world. Right. So it depends on where you are what in your side life of cycle. The table you're on. What side you're of the table and where you are in your life in journey? In this scene, okay. They gave us no warning, right? And I <laughs> screamed and shut my eyes like I was in a horror movie. Because now it's going to take me a while to get. It's unbelievable because that. that is of all of that the things, image. and not to be worried about the blowout shootouts and everything else that happened in the crazy movies, zombie movies, when people oh, like yeah. explode and everything. Oh, yeah, I know. You're worried about the miracle of birth. I know, Julie. That just I doesn't make any sense I, at all to me. I can't. You have talked about this for it. years. I, I think it the was... traumatization you had. Well, Julia. I mean, seriously. Did you see your sister give a birth to I, a baby at the age of 21? That's what I lay the blame at. Is you were such a young age. That, no, that I I seen seriously. the film. I'd seen the film like Grant. It's so funny. Okay, or maybe I don't. Yeah, we did see a film. Oh, we I had think to watch I might have been it. You guys are grade. so funny. And, but anyway, that being there and seeing that was I was unprepared. I had forgotten. It had been a long time. I'd forgotten <laughs> what my I'd miracle forgotten what I like. saw in biology class. <laughs> Anyway, but watch I'm glad Brittany isn't here for this conversation. <laughs> Good call. Jeez, Louise. I know it. Yeah, don't listen, Brittany. No, no she's listening. I think it's a miracle. And oh, make your is. husband just look you oh, in the eye and massage your head. Listen, it's cool. Yeah, I'll massage the head. It's the best miracle in the world, but I'll be massaging the head. I'm not, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to. Yeah, I don't. hair on the crown of your head. Yeah, I don't know Listen, if I'm going to. make sure we get it you all two straight. Are silly. Front, all right, I don't Grant, know if I want a front row view. Grant. Well, you're going to be there. Hey, Grant, is there traffic, honey? Uh, not too much to okay. actually talk about. But- hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Well, we are getting productive, and we are having our LoJ Book Club, and we are delighted 
to have a returning author, Diane Chamberlain, with us and her Latest book, which is absolutely fantastic, is called The Last House on the Street. Hi, Diane. Hi, Diane. Hi guys. How are you doing? Great. We are good. Oh, you know, we love your, you just are such a good storyteller, Diane. Oh, thank you so much. I try. You, you do you well. try and you <laughs> succeed. Um, uh, and you've done it again. And I can't remember what was, is this your book's birthday today? The Last House on the Street? It is. It is. It well, is. It's out today. I'm so excited. Well, we are too. That means like we might have some influence or something that we're getting you on the book birthday. Thank you. I love that idea. <laughs> well, why don't you, Diane, give everybody the setup for your book? Well, uh, it's dual timeline. Uh, it, it takes place in 1965 and in 2010. And in 1965, there's a young woman who um, decides that she wants to buck all of the the values that she's been raised with in uh, North Carolina and become a civil rights worker. So she joins a group of civil rights workers um, to try to get black people to register to vote, which was very, very difficult in 1965. Mm -hmm. Right. The Voting Rights Act hadn't been passed. That's right. Mm -hmm. And actually, the group that she was with thought that the Voting Rights Act would have been passed before they started doing their work, but it hadn't been. So it made it very difficult for them. And then in 2010, there's a young widowed woman and her three-year-old daughter who are moving into a house that um, the woman, Kayla, and her husband um, built. And she's getting a lot of messages and threats about moving into that house. So, um, so it takes some courage for her to move in, and she doesn't know if she's done the right thing or not, and it's a little bit scary. And it looks like um, there's no connection between these two stories, 1965 and 2010, but um, gradually the connection is revealed. Oh, my gosh. I know. <laughs> you are so good with your twists and surprises and that, we and don't, forth, yeah. that we don't seem coming. It was really, I mean, I, I, I shut the book and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> really? Good, I, just, I love hearing that. I, I, yeah, I just it was didn't such, see it. it was, no, you're right. I didn't see it coming. And also, you know, Diane, I think it's, um, you know, with, with, Voting rights, you know, under attack as we speak. I mean, was there a deliberateness in your revisiting this point in history? Because every time we think like we've we're we're stepping forward and we're staying there, it seems like there's you know this has been going on a long time. The back and forth. So I'm wondering, was it deliberate choosing this as a time in history to coincide Honestly, with the moment? It it wasn't okay. Um, I had had this idea in the back of my mind for a long time, and I started writing the book about, um, well, well over two years ago. So uh, it's just really unfortunate, the situation that we're in now, that it's just gotten worse and worse instead of better and better. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's just kind of coincidental, but I would say it hasn't been a good situation for 
quite a long time, at least yeah. 10 years. And, and you know, it's so. it's also interesting because, like, you know, we are losing a lot of people in their, like, 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. And I'm noticing, as a person who re- loves to read obituaries, Diane, I'm noticing <laughs> just a lot of people whose names we don't know that were significant mm-hmm. with, the- like, your SCOPE program right. or the CORE or the yeah. Freedom Riders. I mean, there's, like, a lot of amazing, uh, you know, people from all walks of life that were very involved um and so i kind you know with your making this great fictional story it, i don't know it it really i guess it, there's a poignancy to to your story that i really appreciated in mm. in the last house on the street honestly i hadn't even thought of it that way but you're right that that generation is gone or going right and and we need um, we need a new battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we need people, you know, to like step up and you think, oh, well, 1965, it wasn't that long ago. And it, you're the story just rings so true. So, you know, I know with your books, I don't think I could like put you in a, we could say, oh, you write historical fiction. No. Because you do contemporary. I mean, you're you're an interesting... 28 novels. Yeah, interesting <laughs> writer. And um, <laughs> you take up a lot of room at at a, at a bookstore. They've Lori, got a lot of your books. Lori said, <laughs> I was just in Barnes & Noble, and it's Diane Chamberlain everywhere I, everywhere oh, I look. And you have such good covers oh, and everything. But did you do a lot of um, research. research for this? And, and, and ta- you know, talking about these college kids that were uh, going out into rural areas to register black voters. Yeah, I did do a lot of research. Um, The SCOPE program was a real program. Um, And I found a book um, written by a woman named Maria Ditton, who had been a participant at the age of 19. And it was a hugely helpful book because she, she was very honest about how at 19, you really are not making the right choices all the time. Mm-hmm. So while their heart, the workers' hearts were in the right place, they messed up mm-hmm. occasionally. And, of course, that's what happens in the book. Mm-hmm. But yeah. we want to remind people, I mean, it is a it is an exciting riveting read that is pure entertainment and i think i just read a stat that you know reading was down a little bit last year and during the pandemic um that's funny i thought so too but i in my own personal life Mm -hmm. not Lori. Lori, diane my partner can read eight books in eight days i mean she's got she can only if i'm not working diane she, she um, just I'm like you. Book. I'm like you. I became an insatiable reader when I was a kid, and I think it was because we lived overseas, and television wasn't an option. You know what I mean? And we just lost right. ourselves in books. But I was just shocked by a Gallup poll that we're reading fewer books. It's just down like two books. But I, I think it's just anxiety and attention span, and a lot of different ways that people have been pushed to to have other things on their mind. Well, yeah, where the escapism from reading. Um, it's hard to get focused. That's kind of something I did. But yeah, I could understand that. That's but kind of where I... It's the opposite for me. I've been reading a lot more right? I used to. Yeah. And enjoying it a lot more because of the escapism, I guess. Yeah. 
it's just wonderful. Yeah. Well, your book is wonderful, The Last House on the Street. Do you, okay, now I know that we just met you with your last novel and there were 26 before that, so you've been busy at this for quite a few years. Yeah. Have you, Diane, I mean, do you have a, a personal thing that you really want to get one of these made into a limited series or, you know, is that kind of a drive for you because some authors get super excited about that? Um, I would love any of them to be picked up as a limited series. And there was some interest in the last one, Big Lies in a Small Town. Yeah, that was a good um, book. But didn't come to fruition. It, it is a difficult time to get that to happen. But um, hopefully somebody will, will get interested in uh, The Last House. Well, you know. Because I think there's a lot to work with. You know who uh, we need to get it to is Robin Roberts produces has a production deal with abc and she's involved with that really great mini series it's on abc right now um uh women of the movement the first like uh, four episodes are on mamie um emmett till's mother mamie till but oh, she is oh yeah she, she is did, very she did the matthiah matthiah what's the uh gospel the blue city. anyway she's doing a lot of female-centric stories and also that are telling true stories so this you have both mm. so who mm-hmm. you, who do you know that right. knows robin roberts <laughs> get on I, it gee, Diane. i don't know i'm gonna have to look into that <laughs> yeah you gotta start playing the who do you who do i know that knows robin right. roberts you gotta do that connect that thing <laughs> or we can just tweet her a copy Lord, of your book Lord, and well. i'll just act as a quasi agent for today okay you got a copy in kate okay we got a copy in kate her brilliant publicist um diane do you so in this book the last house on the street so at the end of the book do you do you vividly do you ever go like here's who would be really good at this role here's would be good at this role do you do that do you go there cast it i really don't okay i love to um go on facebook or instagram and let my readers Come up with that, yeah? Because, yeah, because I'm terrible at it. I'm just terrible. Yeah. Do you agree with their choices? Um, sometimes I do, yeah. and a lot of times I have to admit I have no idea who they're talking about. <laughs> Agreed. It's I not get... my thing. Right. Yeah. Well, your thing is writing excellent yeah, books, and you've really. done it again, The Last House on the Street. Do you have, so you said you've been up in your reading, Auntie. Have you read a, a great book lately that we can, uh, you know, put in the hopper for a future um, author to have on? Mm. Right now I'm reading The Maid um, by Nita Prose, and it's about a, a maid who is on the spectrum, a hotel maid. Oh, I've heard about this book. And, and there's a murder, and I'm only about a quarter of the way through it, but I'm listening to it on my walks. And okay. It's a wonderful reader, and just a lot of fun to read. Oh, okay. this is a good one. All right, yeah. The Made by Nada Prose. All right. Lovely. Diane. Do they give you comp books on, um, <laughs> on Audible? <laughs> <laughs> Do you get all the Simon I Schuster? Wish. Who's your publisher? I'm trying to think of who it is. Do you get all the St. Martin's My Press? St. Martin's. Do you get a book? Um, if I if I ask, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I believe it. It would be a perk of the job. Well, anyway, we are delighted to chat with you again and cannot wait to read whatever's coming up next. Are you working on your next one? I'm still playing with some ideas. I all haven't right. settled on an idea yet.
Well, this way you your time, Dad. Diane, because you're so good. We trust you. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. So, thank you. Thank you, Diane. And people can follow you. Do you have a Twitter account? Twitter and Instagram. Or Facebook, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or Facebook. It's Facebook and Instagram, right. Awesome. Cheers to you on okay. your book birthday, and we're so honored that you spent it with us. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Take care. Take care. We got two copies of The Last House on the Street. Call Grant, 651-641-1071. Yeah, you can get an amen, Mr. Naked. Okay. Because you know, that's I, Naked, May Muller. But it's N-E-I-K-E-D. I, yeah. I like N-E-K-K-I-D, personally. Honestly. <laughs> naked. Naked. <laughs> naked by the end of the night. Yeah. Um. Okay, so, oh, that's a Justin Timberlake song. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's the, that's... Nipplegate song. Can oh, I have you naked by the end of the night? Yeah, it, oh, yeah. Was. Yeah. it yeah. was. It was. I saw her. Well, ABC, you know, her documentary is coming out that she the did. end of January. Yeah. yeah. So it's Jackson. really a long way away. It is. But Allure magazine went to London where she lives with her son because she had a baby with someone lives that lives in another country. And this London is, is central. London is central, and so they are raising their son there. Mm-hmm. But she misses California and the sunshine. I believe it. Um, but um, she talked in this article really kind of about body positivity and how much she loves Lizzo and what Lizzo's done for mm-hmm. just embracing who she is because she spent so many years of her life just dieting, dieting and, and feeling uncomfortable about who she was. And then she just like was like a such a sexy. Unbelievable. And then she owned it, owned you know. It, and it was and, great. And oh, geez. And, and she only, she, yeah, and she only did one interview with Oprah Winfrey in like 2006 about the whole yeah. Super Bowl thing. We're going to watch this. We're going to see it. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. But she is, um, she is one beautiful woman. Oh, yeah. She's stunning. No doubt about that. I know. So oh. last night. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, we bro- I, oh. I knew that this, it said to Casey this morning, I got up for some reason at 6 a.m. I did not like that part of my day, but whatever. I just woke <laughs> up. And, and he'd already been up for two. He'd already been <laughs> up for two hours. And I said to him, do you mind if I put on Kimmel? Because yeah. I will say that Casey does always giggle at his monologue. And I said, he's going to tribute Bob Saget because they were... In real life, buddies. Yep. He had John Stamos and and uh, Bob Saget on when Don Rickles died, and Which I mean, I know that they, yeah, were, they were they're friends. That they were friends. Yeah. And I said, I gotta see what he is gonna say. Right. I mean, wow. I was like crying. You know, it within was... minutes of playing it, I hadn't even had a sip of coffee because Kimmel was so overcome with emotion uh-huh. and later at the end of it he said i've taped this like i've tried to tape this like 14 times i know yeah we'll hear that yeah okay here okay. we go before we start the show i wanted to say a few words about bob saget if you saw any of the many thoughts from people who knew him personally a word that came up a lot was uh the sweetest oh. and uh, bob was the sweetest man it, and the reason people wrote that is because it's true it's the best word. If you had to pick one word to describe him, that was it, sweetest. I have so many wonderfully kind and supportive uh, texts and emails, calls from Bob. He always had a compliment. He would write sometimes just to tell me he loved me, and I know he, he did that for many people. He was so funny, and I'm not talking about Full House or America's Funniest Home Videos or stand-up comedy or movies. I mean funny for real. Like when you walked into a party, you saw Bob and his wife 
Kelly in, in the corner. You go straight to them and stay for as long as you could because he had something funny to say about everything and nothing bad to say about anyone. Never. If there were people he didn't like, he kept it to himself. He was, um, unlike me, he was a good person. So last night I was going through emails uh, with Bob, and some of them were just funny, but some were very serious emails about life and uh, the well-being of, of our children and how hard it is to appreciate one of those without the other being just right. In one email we're talking about our kids, and I have it here. He wrote, one night soon let's go out and have some meat and some good damn drinks and talk about how lucky we are that we have them. And um, we did do that many times. When my son was in the hospital, Bob checked in a lot. So I want to send love to his daughters, to his wife Kelly, and to his friends who loved him so much. He was very kind to everyone, and he had no problem telling you that he loved you and what you meant to him. Uh, we love you, Bob. Aw. I mean, oh, I he's was just so overclamped watching same. that. I mean, I just was like... Tears. I know. And and then we got one maybe one more, yeah. I think, where he he does show a clip of um Bob Saget and John Stamos after um Don Rickles. Holding each other's hands. Yeah, they were holding hands because those mean, two really were I mean, Stamos was eighteen. Yep. And um what was Bob Saget like? 10 years older, ten, maybe yeah, ten years 27, younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. something like that. So, you know, they've when been they, close their whole life. lives. Yeah. Uh, in 2017, after our mutual friend Don Rickles died, Bob and John Stamos, who were beyond friends, they were brothers. They are brothers. They were like this. And um, Bob was the tall one. He was the middle He's finger. He's showing his two fingers. Bob <laughs> and John joined <laughs> me funny. on the show to eulogize Don, to tell stories about him and how much we were going to miss him. We never imagined that four and a half years later, we'd be talking about. I'm sorry I taped this like 14 times and I, I, I just. Anyway, we had a, a beautiful conversation that night. Um, you could see when John and Bob were talking about how much they loved Don, how much they loved each other. And so I thought it might be nice before we go on with the show, regular show, to share just a bit of that uh, one more time as we remember Bob. Well, I never thought fun. we'd be friends this long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, the first four years we worked together, we weren't like besties. You were bringing all the hot women in the world to the show. You had a mullet, you were Uncle Jesse, and I was a married guy in the, and living in the Palisades. I didn't know what the hell was going on. You were you're getting you're, action you're, all the time. I was trying to write jokes at night. You were, as Don would call you, a whiny Jew. <laughs> you, you guys That's are going to be like the old guys on the Muppets. <laughs> That, I hope that happens. I hope so, too. John Stamos, Bob Saget, everybody. And we course, love you, Bob. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It and, was. And, of course, you know, um, and Bob Saget was, you know, married, because that's where his three daughters, uh-huh. um, you know, because those girls are in their 30s. They're beautiful. Yeah, mm-hmm. darling. And, and Holly posted, like, the 10 best dad moments right. uh, from uh, Full House playing yeah. Danny Tanner. But just like really sudden, shocking, sad, yeah, unexpected. Yeah, I mean, everyone like Richard Lewis, you know, all the comics. John Mayer went on. Apparently, they were very very good good friends. friends. He said, "I've never 
ever met a man is sweet. Yeah. It's just crazy how Betty White affected so many people. And then this guy goes and you see the younger generation that this guy affected. Right. You know, it's just two great people that were great people on this world. Yeah. You know? Well... Live every day. Now, like now it's Bob knows the secret too. Yeah, yes, he does. Yeah, Bob well knows done. The secret, and hopefully he's with Norm, and they're golfing and having meat. There you go. <laughs> oh, for crying out loud, Laurie! All right, we're gonna take a quick break. This is my talk. One hundred seven one.